Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, after 124 games in nine seasons with Port Adelaide, Carl Amon's getting into the business end of his first preseason with the Hawks, and he's been good enough to join us this morning. Morning, Carl. Morning, thanks for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on the show. Our second day into a pre-season camp. Uh, where are the Hawks and, and what have you been doing so far and what's on the agenda? Yeah, so we are, we're up at Churchill, um, up in Gippsland. So we, are, we all drove up uh, sort of mid-lunchtime yesterday and, um, you know, we're up here, up here until Friday. So we're obviously going to have a pretty solid week on, on, the, tra- on the track um, and then we're also going to get into the some connection stuff and some leadership stuff as well. So it's going to be a good time. Any surprises in store or has it all been uh, laid out what to fully expect? Uh, there's been no surprises yet, but uh, <laughs> nine years in the system, you never know what's coming. So hopefully it's straightforward, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> How's it been so far? Melbourne boy, you know, almost 10 years away at uh, Port Adelaide, settling back into Melbourne, settling back into a new club. Has it been pretty seamless, everything you expected? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Um, you know, as a young boy, I always sort of wanted to play football in Melbourne and, um, you know, I I think last year was the right time to come home and, um, you know, I still think I can develop my football and I think that Hawthorne can facilitate that in a great way and, um, you know, seamless is a a tough word, but it has been, you know, quite comfortable coming back. You know, I've got familiar faces here in Jalen Impey and Chad Wingard and, and the group's been so welcoming and, um, you know, they're such a young group and they, they want to learn so much. So it's been a great start. I was going to touch on that, Carl. It is a, a young group, I guess, 27 years of age at, at Port Adelaide. You certainly had some players over 30, but you're, you've come into a club where you're one of the older players uh, all of a sudden. How has that sort of made you feel and does it mean there's a bit more expected of you as a leader, given the age of the group? Uh- um, yeah, you can certainly say that, and um, as I said, they're, they're so keen to learn. And um, you know, I think like to think that ten years in the system, I've, I do know a little bit about football, and I've got some experience behind my back. So um, you know, whether that's you know part of the leadership for me, I'm you know I'm happy to extend that. And um, you know, whether it's the young boys in the midfield wanting to learn from me, you know, I'm I'm keen to take that role. And um, it has been a little bit of a different feel, obviously. Normally at a footy club, you're sort of in the middle of a grade and there's a few boys over 30, but um, I think we've only got one player over 30, which is um, Luke Bruce. So it's going to be a different role, but, you know, I'm something that I'm looking forward to. Just how it was, I mean, you committed early in the free agency period. You, you joined Hawthorne and then probably two players you thought you would play some you know, footy with in the midfield for a few years at least with, with Jager O'Meara and Tom Mitchell. And then all of a sudden, right at the end of the trade period, um, they depart from the club. How did that sort of sit with you at the time? Did it surprise you? Did it take a while for you to get your head around that, given you were probably looking forward to playing with those two guys? Yeah, I think to everyone it was a little bit of a surprise, but, um, you know, I, I backed the club's decision in, and that's that's not saying no bad words on, on Jaeger and Tom. You know, they're both quality players. And, um, but at the end of the day, the club had a, a bold 
decision to make and they made a brave decision and um, you know I think they're looking towards the future and you know they want to invest games into you know players like Josh Ward and, and so forth so you know um, it, it was a little bit of a surprise but at the end of the day um, I think the club made a brave decision and they've got a plan of where they want to go in the next couple of years and, and that was part of it. How quickly do you think this group can get to where it wants to get to? Yeah, I think really quickly, you know, I think you saw, you know, clubs like Collingwood last year who, you know, rapidly improved and, um, you know, the group's really hungry and, and they're really hungry for success. So, um, you know, strangest things have happened in AFL football these days and, um, I, you know, I think a quick turnaround is possible, but we know we've got to put the work in and, um, you know, from what I've seen from this group so far, they've, they've, they're ready to do that. I guess at 27 years of age, and that's not, not old in football terms, but you've got a lot of football under your, under your belt and you're joining a club where it is a very young group and success might take some time. Did that sort of weigh into your decision-making last year? There was some you know, some offers from other Melbourne clubs. How much did that sort of weigh into your decision-making that you know, you're potentially joining a team where it's going to take a little bit of time to, to get back up to the upper reaches of the ladder? Yeah, of course. I think, obviously, making such a big decision I made last year, that was... Um, definitely part of it and you weigh up a lot of things and um, you know I think what I saw in, in the Hawthorne Footy Club last year and um, you know their boldness in their in their game plan and their you know that really excited me along with Sam and um, you know the knowledge he has around the game I think um, that was something that I really connected with and um, as you said it may take time but as we just spoke about it it could be a quick turnaround as well and you never know what can happen um, so I think that's really exciting and I think they've got a really exciting list and um, as Sam said in, in, in previous um, couple of weeks and months, you know, I think the group that we have for that next pre- premiership we've already got. So the quicker we can you know, develop and, and get up higher up the ladder, it's going to be better for me. Talk to New Hawk, Carl Amon. The Hawks currently on a camp up at Churchill. Just speaking of last year, I was just interested how you rated your own season uh, last year, certainly the the umpires liked it at times. You had a purple patch there uh, in the middle of the Brownlow Medal count. You ended up getting 15 votes, finishing 12th overall, but eighth in the Port Adelaide Best and Fairest. How did you sort of rate your season last year, can compared to 2021 when you were an All Australian nominee? Yeah, I still think 2021 was probably my the best year that I've had of my career, and um, as you just mentioned with that accolade. But oh, I still think last year, I think while it wasn't um, you know, I didn't have games that popped out here and there. I still think it was quite a consistent year, but obviously it wasn't as, as great as 2021 in my opinion. But um, from a personal point of view, um, you know, internally playing a role and all that kind of thing, I think that um, you know I could hold my head high and, and continue, especially with you know the, the fair bit of media attention that was around of where I was going to go and if I was going to go. I think I um, you know stood up. Was that? Difficult. I mean, you're in a two-team town in particular where there's a lot of focus. And as you say, there's a lot of questions about, is he staying? Is he going? Has he already made his decision? Living through that for the first time, how, how difficult was that? Oh, I think it was tough. And there was certainly um, a lot of public review on, on myself. But, um, you know, myself and the club and especially Ken had, um, you know, really honest conversations about what was going to happen. And um, I think that made it much more comfortable from my perspective and, um, you know, that's that's the relationship that Ken and I have built over the over the nine years that we can have these conversations, and I think it made that process much easier. Have we got the system right in terms of when players switch clubs? I mean, we see a, an NRL system where players can come out quite early and declare they're moving the next season. Is 
would that help in the situation you were in last year? Or do you actually think the system we've got where you sort of can't declare or you can't sign anywhere until the end of the season is actually the right way to go for the players? Um, oh, I think that's a really tough to, um, tough argument. I think there's going to be pros and cons either way. Um, but I think the way that the club um, and myself handled it last year was was really, was really good. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, the, the club was happy to see me um, come back home and, and I was happy to leave. So um, I think the way that we handled it was, was really good. But, you know, as I said, there's going to be pros and cons either way. Um, and it's going to be different for every player and, and every club. You mentioned the young group, um, and there's, oh, there's plenty of impressive young players at Hawthorne, whether it's through the midfield group or at either end of the field. Has there been a couple in particular that, you know, may have surprised you didn't know a lot about before joining the club that have really, you know, shone over the preseason for you? Yeah, I think I think the ones doing more. I think um, obviously watching him from afar, he's, you know, he's obviously a quality player and he's got that ability to play um, as that high half forward and kick goals or go into the midfield and get 25 touches. But um, I think just the way that um, you can see his training standards are really high and, um, you know, he's one of those players that it could step up into a leadership role and um, just the way... Um, seeing him up close is, you know, you can see that he's a quality player. James Sicily seems to be the man that most think will be the captain. I don't know if you knew James much before you joined Hawthorne, but he's obviously, the way he plays, he's pretty intense, a bit of white line fever at times. Now that you've got to, to know him as a, as a person and, and I guess you've probably seen his leadership over the summer, what are your impressions of James now that he is a teammate? Yeah, I was lucky. He was in the same draft year as mine, so I played a bit of... Uh, Vic Metro with him and as you said he's a very intense player and um, you know especially looking from the outside you can you can see that but I think coming in into the club and obviously um, training alongside with him is a he's a very knowledgeable um, person about our game and um, you know while he still has that intense intensity about him especially on the field you can really step back and um, take that leadership role and um, as I said his knowledge about the game and, and spreading that towards um, the younger group, whether that be the back line or the whole team. And I think that's something that's been quite noticeable. And, um, you know, if it is him to step up into that captain role, I think it would be great. Um, but as I said, there's, there's other people who um, coming into the football club can step up into that role. What, what impresses you most about Sam Mitchell today? Um, well, I just think his knowledge about the game and, um, you know, from the moment that I met him, um, yeah, just his way to express and um, get his message across has been um, something that stood out to me. And he's, you know, he's a very likable character. And, um, you know, I think his um, ability to convey messages to this young group has, has been a quality of his. Speaking of Carl Amon, New Hawk, crossed after nine years at Port Adelaide. Is there, is there much differences between the two clubs? I mean, you've got two clubs that are used to success in different ways. You know, Port Adelaide's a newer team in the AFL competition, but has amazing success in the SANFL. And Hawthorne's been the most successful team in the last 50 years in the AFL. Is there, is there many differences that you've noticed, though, between the two clubs since joining? Uh, to be honest, not really. Um, as you just mentioned, obviously, one club's um, come from such a, a rich history in the sample and, um, you know, their standards are we used to win premierships and, um, you know, I've come across to another one, Hawthorne, who's been one of the most successful clubs in the modern generation. So, um, look, both clubs, and I think every club in the AFL obviously strives to win premierships, but the two that I've been, I've, I haven't felt like there's been a major difference and, um, 
you know, they're both really hungry groups who, who want to get to where they want to go really quickly. How the time trials been for you, Carl? You were pretty good at the time trials over in Port Adelaide. How have you found it over here? I was, but um, young Joshy Weddle, is, uh, he's coming to the club. He got drafted, um, what, two weeks ago, really. Um, and oh, his running power is unbelievable. And, um, yeah, he got the chocolates on me this year. Tell us about Josh Weddle, because it does seem he has caught the eye at Hawthorne, particularly with his athletic gifts. Just give us a little insight into to the talent this young man has. Yeah, I think these days you can see that players come into they get, they get drafted and you know they've got AFL built bodies already, which um, he's certainly one of them. And um, you know I think he's running power, which is that's going to be what his game's based on. But you know physically he's, he's ready to go, and um, he could step in onto an AFL field you know tomorrow, and it looked like he wouldn't be out of place. And the off-field interests, uh, landscape, architecture, and the photography—is um, that still two passions of yours? Yeah, I think um, photography is going to be the one that, um, you know, I can hopefully step into, um, you know, post-football where my career is done and, um, you know, whether that's architectural photography, I think that's a real passion of mine and I think now that I'm back in Melbourne, I can, um, you know, sort of get into that slowly and um, I guess if there's any photographers out there that want a little work experience kid once a week, I'll be happy to jump in. (laughs) So where does that passion for photography come from? Um, I think just travelling and, uh, you know, for my 21st, my parents bought me a camera and um, obviously in the off-season, I like to get overseas as much as possible and, um, you know, I took the camera along and I think that's where the passion came from and if I can mix that and my passion for architectural home homes, um, I think that'll be a nice career post football. You mentioned towards the top of this interview, you know, you always wanted to, to play some AFL football uh, in Victoria, you've come from the, the two-team town, which is a bit of a fishbowl, I guess. And Melbourne can feel like that at times, even though there is 10 clubs. What is it about returning to play football in Victoria that you, you're most looking forward to? Um, oh, other than playing you know, in front of family and friends every week, but I think the one for me is, I think I reckon I've played five games on the MCG in yeah. my nine-year career. <laughs> um, and I think, obviously, it's the best stadium in the world, so... I think having that as a home ground is going to be, you know, really special, and um, you know, I think it's a ground that suits my game style. So, um, you know, I think that's going to be really exciting. Is the role that you'll play is it is it ex- exactly what it you expect it to be coming in, or with some of the changes to the Hawthorne mi- midfield and some of the experience going out, does it change at all, or is it the role that you sort of joined expecting to play is the one you'll actually play? No, I don't think it's changed too much. Um, you know, I think that you know, obviously, my my predominant position is going to be on the outside, on the wing, and um, you know, and obviously going to pinch it in the middle as well. So, um, you know, I think I've got to stick where my qualities are, and that's obviously on the wing, and, and I think that's where I play my best football. And um, you know, but I think I've shown in the past that I I can go inside and um, you know play a role in there. So. I guess where they want to play me, um, I think that's going to be where it is. Well, you mentioned the MCG just before you let you go. It's a, it's a pretty juicy one to start. I'm sure you've, you're well aware of the rivalry between Hawthorne and Essendon, and you've started the G in round one. Yep. No, it's going to be exciting, and I think Sunday afternoon's a, a perfect time slot for it, and hopefully there's going to be 80, 85-plus there, so it's going to be a, a great start to, to my career at Hawthorne. Well, Carla, great to catch up this morning. Uh, good luck with the camp and uh, good luck with your first season uh, at the Hawks. I hope it's a successful one for you. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me.